I'm going to discuss in episode 5 and 6 of Peacemaker. Uh, we didn't get to episode 5 because of uh, technical issues last week, so we'll be coming in this one. Um, so we're going to be discussing episode 6 first and then kind of go back a little bit with episode 5. So here in the 6th one, uh, Mern after reading. Um, at the end of the last episode, um, Danielle Brooks' character... just, like, yeah, just talk about these as one, as one, like, complete like two part arc because it kind of feels like that watching yeah. them back to back yeah so at the end of episode four we get the reveal that Mern is in fact a butterfly five you so far well they reveal that in episode four but then uh Adebayo finds that out in five okay yeah five. okay yeah. yeah all right yeah um yeah so then yeah um so she finds out yeah she finds out in five because she puts on peacemaker's helmet and then she does the x-ray vision um those helmets are kind of badass though i mean you know what yeah. I, mean? I gotta give credit what characters do you know even though it's made by white supremacists uh, okay well you know hey those are uh, you know all kind of kind of badass there um and you know she finds out you know sees the blood fly in his head he comes after her you think he might kill her might do something but you know it's revealed that you know other people on the team know um mm-hmm. and that you know he's actually yeah working. that yeah hardcore and economist both figured it out mm. well actually i think hardcore i think hardcore just figured out she told economos about it and then mm-hmm. he just yeah he just plugs his ears yeah um about <laughs> it's it. like he literally plugs his ears yeah um and so he's working with the team to basically eliminate these other bat- butterflies because he says well they went rogue we just came to this planet you know just to survive just to live yeah. but then now these other i just people- wanted to live here not yeah. inhabit anything, just live. Mm. Yeah, and you know what happened is just all of a sudden there's some rogue butterflies that just now they just want to take over the planet. So he's working with, you know, the, you know this task force to help eliminate all these kind of other you know rogue butterflies. That's why he's doing. Who this. plays Mern? Uh, it's, a, it's an actor, uh, Chuck Woody, Chuck Woody Awuji. Uh, I don't remember seeing him in anything big. He he was in stuff like a Designated Survivor in. That uh, that uh, Ava DuVernay show when they see us, he was in uh, Dynasty, Designated Survivor. Right. Yeah. I just I, I want to bring it up because a I hadn't really seen him in anything else too. But I noticed maybe small roles, maybe if I missed it, I'm be paying attention to him in the future because he's at the beginning yeah. of episode six. He is just at all the time he's been pulled back. Episode six in the beginning is like he is just unleashed and his eyes do all the acting for him and it's beautiful yeah he's incredible in this and he's going to be in working with james gunn again in guardians 3 oh my goodness fantastic as, like, as an good unknown for him, character man. yeah yeah great i mean just fantastic because oh yeah because he is incredible in the sixth episode because he's been so like pulled back emotionally so stoic for the last five episodes he gets to really act his ass off and just once again, sell how much of a bad dude Clemson Byrne really was. Yeah. Right. Because you have this alien inhabiting his body, and he sees everything that Myrne has done in his past, and he is horrified. Hmm. Yeah. Not only is he horrified, but he's horrified at himself. The alien is horrified hmm. at himself for what he had to do, because the, other, the others have to be stopped. But I love that there's that beautiful moment where he's just like, I can see it. He could have still changed, and I have to live with mm. that. Mm. I have to live that I yeah, took that from him. He still could have changed, and I took that from him. Mm. And I gotta live with that. I gotta live with it. Like this is his prison now, and he has to live with that. And you're like, 
that's what makes him compelling. And uh, I'm glad that was like a pull uh, pullback from, I think it was episode two or three when he was talking to uh, uh, Gregor's uh, dye beard. And he was talking about like, <laughs> oh, he's like, you think you need like to be chilly? I used to think that. I used to say, oh, I was too good for that. And then I, the, at the very end of it, he uh, he says, oh, I think I'm chilly. Really? No. But it seemed like a good character moment for me to say that. <laughs> and I really, I, I was just like a little moment. I'm like, I like that. Um, I'm pretty sure he might be an alien, but I like that he was just, but it seemed like a good moment to just say that mm-hmm. for growth. Yeah. Um, he blends the drama and, and comedy really well. Um, like I think he a does. Lot of, uh, like a lot of people do in this show. Yeah. That that's something that James Gunn excels at. He is, I'd say he's a master at blending comedy with drama. Because with this show, you could be laughing hysterically at like a little offhanded line here and there, and the next, like you are kind of with the two cop characters who are played oh, by yeah. uh, Annie Chang and uh, Lachlan Monroe, and they're just back and forth with uh, Augie with Augie Smith. And just like is that little joke is like Ching Chong Chavy Chopsticks. Yeah, that what that really means is it looks like a toad. My haircut looks like a toad took a shit on my head. Mm-hmm. And then see ya. Then Monroe just it's like wouldn't want to be ya. And then they were just like, really, dude? It's mm. like I already nailed him. You fucked it up. Yeah. And then the next moment, it's devastating because uh, Annie Chang's character, Detective Song, gets taken over by the go- by the butterfly. Rah. Yeah, yeah that was in Goff. Goff. Yeah. Uh, who wants quote unquote peace? And I'm sharing quote unquote peace, peace by assimilation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to be the dominant species. Yeah, peace by, or I'm going to take over all of you. Mm. Right. Um, so that's going to be it. Uh, I'm assuming they just have to take out Groff, or they got to take out their, basically, they just have to take out the food supply, and then they're all dead. Mm hmm. Or maybe but it's that's a... going to be way harder because uh, they have a quote-unquote cow, which <laughs> was a great beginning. There's like, oh, yeah, there's a cow. So anyways, there's, there's a, a cow <laughs> opening cut. Mm. Uh, cow said, sounds like the Nazi message. I guess a piece by assimilation. Oh, yeah. yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically sounds like what they're going after. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then you have this episode. So Robert Patrick, um, he got let out of jail. Um, and so he, and then when he, as soon as he gets out of jail, he's like, I'm just going to kill my son, uh, a son that he's always hated ever since he was a kid. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everything like Held that. His favorite son by accident. Yeah. And Cause you know, when you train sk- skilled killers at birth, that might happen, you know, in rough play between mm. two people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yep, so we get him out of jail with his, uh, like, neo-Nazi buddies, and he puts on the white dragon suit that we saw a few episodes ago. Not, of course, before getting his dick sucked. Yeah, you know. Um, hey, what's going on, uh, Claire? Uh, Claire's, uh, Cal's wife, by the way. Um, so, hey, what's up to her? Uh, shout out to her. Um, very, very good. Uh, glad she's watching. Um, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, uh, we see him. He's you know you know Dawn and the White Dragon, which is a character from the comics. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, legit. Legit. The, and the costume design I checked this is really close. Yeah, it's pretty much how it's ridiculous much it is. Spot on there. Um, and what they did with the KKK hoods, um, it's funny they they did them 
like usually when you see the KKK hoods, they usually they usually go. Yeah, more... it's like a straight point. Yeah, and but here it's, the devil it's horns. here it's the devil horns, much like the white dragon. Yeah, um, so they kind of they kind of changed that a little bit here, uh, which I thought was uh, uh, kind of a nice change there. Uh, how they made it kind of look different there. Um, so you kind of see that. So you have all these things culminating, you know, to mean to the eventually to the penultimate episode, and then what's going to happen in the final episode. Eventually, all these different elements because now uh, the police are after Peacemaker because the correction got cleared up of you know now people know that it was Peacemaker who was there instead of his father who they framed. Um, so the police are you know coming after him, um, which was uh, you know kind of when and then whenever it's him and Vigilante, they have really great chemistry, bouncing off each other. Uh, really, really well. Um, you know, Vigilante is just so, you know, I mean, he's not, he's not stupid, but he's just, he's so just kind of either really naive or just really just silly. He's, he is off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you talk to that character and there's just something that's off with him. Yeah. It's like the mind is a, the mind is a prism that is best run away from, not towards. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The longer the show goes on, the more I have to like re-diagnose him. <laughs> because at first I was like, no, okay, he has tendencies to psychopathy. He's a sociopath. No, no, no. He he does have emotions. He's probably a psychopath. More closer. And now I'm like, no, he's a narcissist that has sociopathic tendencies. He has emotions. He just doesn't know how to deal with them in any way, and so he just runs away from it. He feigns sociopathy. <laughs> he's like, or like me, someone who doesn't have emotions. And you're like, no, you're just projecting me a little shit. <laughs> yeah. Um He's funny as fuck though. Yeah, he I mean yeah, he very much is like, when it's yeah, yeah, he's funny as shit. He has incredible chemistry with uh with John Cena and with the entire cast. It yeah, Freddie Stroma, he's probably up there with my favorite interpretations of the character. Cause it is not true to not even the comic version of Vigilante. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. But yeah. he is so entertaining to watch. The costume is the closest to that character. Hmm. that's the closest thing which yeah this show it's incredible at adapting these like ridiculous costumes that you see from the books like peacemakers got a really dumb costume so does the white dragon and vigilante they got it they nailed it they nailed the aesthetic it still feels like real world but also that it's like you take a step back it's like what the fuck Mm -hmm. i I love I, i love john cena's piece Peacemaker. It, to me, his costume always makes you laugh because it's so tight on him. It just looks so <laughs> awkward. He's got these huge biceps, and oh, he yeah. just looks like he's strutting uncomfortably through it with those big <laughs> boots. Oh yeah, and the episode six here opens up great because it does like he's doing a uh, show and tell type thing where he shows up to a kid oh, in front yeah. of a kid's class. That's <laughs> yeah. a great open. It was a great opening here. Uh, Janitor uh, returns and funny effect. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that was I think yeah a really great thing and he's just you know just such an asshole like giving every kid that raises his hand he gives them like a stupid nickname. It's like oh you just sees a kid with glasses. Kid's not even black. You he just calls eyes. You know what I mean? Calls him Urkel and and all this other stuff. Oh my like, God. You know what I mean? Like just because the kid's got glasses, he's not even black. You know what I mean? It's like what the fuck? It's like an Asian kid, fucking uh, Rubik's Cube world champion. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> I love how they often comment. I love how they also comment on the fact, even in the same episode, why he does all these bullying things and the parasitic things. It's like. Because he's insecure in himself and he doesn't know how to project it otherwise, and so he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, people call me a bully. That that hurts my feelings." And we're like, "Well, you're <laughs> well, you're being an asshole, asshole." Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and you know he you know he tries his best you know what i mean he's like well you can't say oriental anymore you know you can't you can't you can't really say that word anymore <laughs> and he doesn't know why he just knows that you can't you don't <laughs> yeah he's just yeah and um, that that one line is like oh no the straight white man having the insufferable reason of having to maybe substitute one word for another <laughs> he said like, i said fine okay i was really getting against it i was just saying fine i just didn't know why okay now i know <laughs> so I mean, yeah, the, the show is. I mean, it's it's really great at doing that and kind of balancing elements, which you know it I also think also pokes fun in that kind of like pushback too, which is also fun. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is I think yeah, you can time. you can tell that James Gunn is a guy that. Oh, you cut out because he has some. You you can tell that James Gunn is a guy that spends a lot of time on Twitter because he has mm. a lot of that, a lot of that internet discourse around subjects like this down to a T. Mm. Yeah. yeah oh yeah and i do see yeah he's on twitter he's very active on twitter uh very yeah, much i see him all the time there yeah um i do i do feel bad for the cops though mm. i genuinely yeah feel bad. james james gunn is not a kind man to characters yeah. especially in both the suicide squad and this because i think they dropped in uh the suicide squad that if you get taken over by starro you're dead yeah mm. And it looks like a similar situation here. Oh, they explain in depth in episode five. If you're taken over, you're 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 completely dead. You are just a husk being puppeteered. There's no salvaging. There's no saving you. Mm. The process to do it requires you to basically destroy slash like destroy the brain to get to the control. Yeah, yeah, like, and, and, and any this organ is the first in the meantime. And this is the first time we've actually seen it in action, and it's terrifying. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. horrifying. Um, which I was kind of sad. I did like that detective. I did like her. I, I, I did. Kinda, uh, I liked okay. her and yeah, her partner. I, yeah, 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 lot, yeah. I keep remembering that every time I see him in something bad, I keep getting reminded that Lachlan Monroe is a hell of a comic actor. Because mm-hmm. he was incredible in stuff like a scary movie and mm. even White Chicks, which is not a good movie, but oh. he's a lot of fun in. Right, he was in that. Oh wow, yeah, he was that. Yeah, guy. I forgot he, about. You going back old school? And Robert. even like a Little Man, where he just like punts fucking Marlon Wayans. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, he is a very good comedic actor, and yeah, he's yeah he's good here. And um, in this episode, you see the butterflies take over the entire police station. Um, and, and I guess give credit to the t- in yeah. a pretty badass like a uh, slow oh, yeah. slow motion montage with that James Gunn always has and everything he that does. he does. Can can we give credit to the actress who plays the the female? Co- uh, oh detective? yeah, uh, Annie uh, Chang who plays a detective Sophie Song. I uh, I haven't seen her in much. She's no. had small roles in stuff like uh, Grey's Anatomy and stuff like a uh, Master of None. She is wonderful in it. And she sells both characters as uh, Annie, as Detective Song, and then as the now possessed by the goth butterfly. Yeah, I, I think the the scene that haunts me the most is like when they're talking and she's about to leave, and she's Mm. like, you know, she really he did uh, she did care for you a bit, but it doesn't really matter. Enjoy what you got, and then she like tries to smile, and it's the most haunting, disturbing thing. Like you can see, there's like a genuine intent. To make it meaningful, the smile means something. Yeah, and then they just like, yeah, yeah, it's like, fuck, everyone doesn't realize that smiling is different on every human head. You gotta like relearn it over and over again, which is called back to in one of the most disturbing shots in the the last few scenes. They're all smiling and it's all awkward. They're all trying to smile, but it's like, 
they don't know how to. Mm. Right. Um, And I guess reminded me a lot of uh, the manga Parasite. Hmm. And I guess I guess if one butterfly is in one host, another butterfly can come in there because the guy that was the sheriff or the the one in charge. I mean, he already had a he he wasn't. He wasn't a butterfly. Oh, okay. He was. Oh, okay. It he was just, the yeah, relationship never... between Mern, his previous life. Oh, okay. That's how they knew each other. Oh, okay. I thought he was like one of the butterflies that was working. No, with he was oh. calling no, on he, a favor he, 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 from the human side friend. of him. Oh, he was friends with Mern before Mern got butterflied. Ah, okay. Yeah, all right. That's when episode five. He's like, we killed a lot of people in the ju- in jungles and stuff like that. He goes, we did a lot of things in those jungles. Hmm. Oh, and okay. uh, it's just kind of things like that, and he's like, "Look, I just need this thing taken care of." And you can tell, like, he's very distant, and he doesn't. There's no like, I don't want to do anything with you, but I need your help. Mm. Yeah, and that guy is scary as shit. That's uh, oh yeah, Captain Locke, who's played by a uh, Christopher Hyredall. He's like taking who's... care of those cops, and he's like, "No, please don't." And he's, he's like, like repeating their words. No, please don't. <laughs> Um, like he's heard it a million times. <laughs> um, I thought, yeah, I thought again, this continues to be a strong show, um, and it's funny that you know this episode, you know, six kind of things really shit that you know hit uh, shit hits the fan here because in the last episode it was such, kind of such a cool bonding moment between the whole team, was. and <laughs> they took the group photo and made a group chat, and they, you know what I mean, Love so, Street team for life, you know, Love Street kids, <laughs> yeah. So that, that I thought that was pretty nice, yeah. To do that. Which which a cool like behind the scenes thing. That's actually the entire like cast group chat. Oh, they literally call it the Eleven Street Kids. Oh, okay, that's nice. That's a fun little thing there. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Uh, um, G Boba Fett. This is how you actually do a show in eight episodes while maintaining tension throughout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, for one thing, Peacemaker actually appears in in yeah. Peacemaker, and he doesn't always succeed, but he at least does something. <laughs> Like mm. taping a grenade to a torpedo or some crap. <laughs> mm. yeah. Um, yeah, and you also get, I think, probably the best. Uh, John Cena, he's been great in all of these, balancing the the more comic stuff with genuine heartfelt emotion. And you have this long sequence of John Cena actually playing the piano in this, playing this like uh, piano version of a Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. Mm. Recognize and the melody, it's, and it's hauntingly beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just so, and it's just so much because uh, Peacemaker, yes, Chris Smith, he's a guy that was not encouraged to express himself creatively and artistically. It was more just you kill people and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're not watching the show, watch it, man. I mean, it's a great show. Um, I think. I personally, this, point, this is the best comic book show to come out since Daredevil. Mm, I don't know. That's Ooh. tough. Uh, I, I think, think the this, boys I think is really great. I think every the, every time I think about like it's it's this the boys or Daredevil. Mm. I you think know, also Watchmen is also really great. Comic book show. I don't know. Watchmen yeah. is also really great. Uh, mm. The boys. And yeah, the, you know what, Nick? I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna agree. Uh, I. I like boys and more than Preacher. Solo sometimes Preacher's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, this is probably my favorite show of these kind of superhero stuff since really Daredevil. I haven't mm. really been like excited for an episode since I have. Where I'm like, oh shit, how's this gonna work? Because nobody's safe. Mm. For a second, I thought I was gonna go into Vigilante. I'm like, oh no, we're gonna go that way. <laughs> we're gonna lose this character. 
Mm. Yeah. Oh no. And then Judo Master, yeah. he still has to come back. He's he's been gone for two. Yeah. Years. Oh, Judo Master needs to join the team and tell and say like what he was trying to say. Yeah. So he yeah he needs he's still up there. I mean he's been going through hell. I mean he got hit in the head and he got yeah. shot. Then he I mean he's still up there though. Uh, still being like sedated. yeah. The next the next two episodes are gonna be fucking nuts because you have so many elements coming together. You have the butterflies taking over the station you have uh the white dragon coming to kill peacemaker you have the entire thing of them having to go kill the cow hmm. and there's a warrant like a mass warrant and there's a massive now. manhunt for peacemaker now. yeah yeah so it just made his job a billion times harder yeah. um yeah so can't wait cannot wait yeah um, honestly 